In today's meeting, what we did was work on how to build that color intensity up and how to lift those highlights out if needed. So let's go ahead and take a look. So uh, I have multiple lessons here. You can even do something as simple as this on a small one and work with the water drop. You don't have to have, uh, this is actually a naked lady, which is an amaryllis flower. These are the pink buds that come up. I didn't use opera. If you really want to use opera, you can, but that's a fugitive color. And why I'm even saying that is because they're very, very pink. So I toned it down into a color that I liked. And what we want to do is build color up and you can even play with this and add water drops. Now, the only reason I have it on a quarter size sheet, it would be if I was traveling for a workshop and thinking what is a manageable size that we can do within the period of time that I wanted. So you can see up here. So even if we look at this down here compared to that, you can see that's very pale and weak. So we need to build color up. So let's look at this for a second. Okay, that would be a foundation. I think it's beautiful and light and pretty. And then I would just continue working each shape. So this is very similar to that great big red one that I have over there or that some of you are doing in watercolor and motion. And you don't have to, you can make any basic design very similar to this yourself. Okay. And then in comparison, let's look at this. So when I talk to you about, uh, actually, probably more on this side, that would make more sense. Okay, from left to right. So remember, when I talk to you about building your color up, if we have a painting just like this, it's very light and pretty, but it doesn't have a lot of depth. And then I would need to, instead of trying to get all the color on in the first application, I would let it dry and then come back in, work each individual shape, get more color in here, try to retain a highlight so we have more roundness to it. So let's scoot that over to the side. And I just have a few of these I, because I was never able to really... Um, it's just tedious. You know, if you're in the rocks course, you'll understand how tedious some of that can be working with those individual shapes. All right. So let's look at that. What I'm trying to um, see is what can I do here? All right. Now, I don't know if I want to give this a try, but I will. So here I lost my highlight. I don't think it's very interesting. This has been on here for years. So can I do anything about this? Thinking about I'd like to retain a highlight knowing I know it probably isn't going to work the way I want it to, but since it's been on there for years, it would be really nice if I could get a highlight. It's not going to be the same as this effortless highlight right here, because that all has to do with the amount of water that I'm moving around on the surface and lifting and tilting the paper. And the same thing here, that is more effortless. This is going to look labored. So I'm going to try to do this. And I know that this is not really going to work. I just know it, you know, I, so I don't want to pretend that it really will. And if it does, it will surprise me because I can't remember when I tried to uh, work on something like this. So thinking about that, wanting my highlight back, I can get it wet. I'll use a hockey brush. I'm going to get water inside. 
And thinking about the water, it also makes me think about the edges here. I know that you have seen that if you do something like this, that edge can lift. What happens is the color lifts, moves out to the edge, and we get that really thick edge. So I'm going to go over this. Okay, I'm getting water on everything here. Now I have a couple options to get my highlight back. Like I said, it's been years. Remove some of the color like this. And the thing is, this is permanent alizarin crimson. So it's really going to stick. So that's not really coming up. So I'm going to take a magic eraser and give it a try. Now, I don't really want to rub over it too much because then it's going to, it's already going to settle in the paper and it's not going to have that effortless look that I'm hoping to get. So I could do this, but I'm going to get little gouges. So I want to be really careful. I think the best thing for me to do is try to sweep it, remove the extra water, something like that, get my highlight back as much as possible. And I'm going in one direction. At least that's what I'm thinking. How much of a highlight do I want back? I don't know. Let's do that. Then I'll take my water instead of leaving it like that. Go over this again. Soften those edges a tiny bit. Let's see, maybe I'll break up that, that line a little bit. So I lifted that out and thinking, ugh, that may not have been perfect. That looks a little too straight. I don't want that. Let's try to do that. Okay, we'll work with that. Let's see what colors I have in here. Now, the disadvantage is, yes, I went outside the line with my water because I really wasn't uh, going to come back in and apply more color, but we're going to do it. I'm going to take my number 20, bring it into my palette. Of course, I should clean my palette out a little bit. I'll take the permanent alizarin crimson. Now, this is just trying to retrieve a highlight. This is not actually trying to do a masterpiece here. We're trying to just do a little fixing. Okay. Take it. What do I feel like? I'll take a little bit of that Windsor Violet Dioxazine and bring that in here. Now, if I just go like that, I'm going to have, again, a straight line. I think I'd like it to change a little bit. So I'm going to use my 30, let the very tip of the brush touch the paper so it's not just a streak. It's not going to move in the same way because this is about maybe the fourth layer and I've disturbed the surface. So I'm going to have to try to force it. I'm going to take maybe a little Indian yellow, get a, more, get a bit more yellow on this side. And why I can wiggle my brush is because I've got uh, a very wet surface. Now let's use whatever water is on the surface and see if I can get it to move without losing my highlight. This doesn't want to move. It's being stubborn. So I'll get a bit more water in it. Okay, and I would just move it. 
Now over here, what I could do is use paper towels and I could lift it out. I could be more careful, but that was not my goal right now. I wanted to show you how to lift out that highlight if you needed it. And so here, if I don't like the way the strokes are going, I'm going to continue just to play with it. And you can see how damp the surface is like that. And I would move it around and take my time and you'd, you'd be a lot more careful than I am. Okay, and then I think let's take a look at this. You can see how light that is. If I painted each one, oh, in fact, I'm going to go ahead and paint another one right here so you can watch the amount of water on there. And I'm thinking, do I want to use a 30 or a hockey brush? Now that's a large size, so I'm going to use a hockey brush because I want something that's going to cover a larger area. Let's see, where is the brush I was using? Here it is. I'm going to get water in here. Now there's a couple petals down here that overlap into a corner. Now I would take my time, but since this is a quick demonstration, it's not really a big deal. So I'm going to go ahead and take that. And I'm going to take some uh, quinacridone magenta. Let's look at the puddle that I'm looking for. If you were in my Valentine's Day a paint along, then you would have a better idea of what I'm doing right here. All right, I want to have a clean line there. I'm gonna allow the very tip of my brush to go along the edge on dry paper. Like that, but I don't wanna fill everything in. I didn't like the color of that. I want it to be a little cleaner. I had a little purple that made it in it in there, so go along the line like that. Maybe add a bit more yellow. Now the yellow and the purple can go muddy. We want to be careful with that, but if we leave some space between the two, it should be all right. I'm looking for my dry edge. That's what I'm doing right here. Okay, and let's see, do I want to make any changes? Uh, we'll just work with that. Okay, and then we're going to move the water on the surface. Now, what I'm doing is taking advantage of the sizing that's on the surface. So that's why I don't soak my paper, stretch it to a board. I want to take advantage of how the color is going to flow. Now, it's quite a bit of water. So I'm going to allow that excess water to run off. I can use my hand, I can make it go on the table, or take this, run it along the edge like that. Okay, so now I've got um, some nice color, a lot of um, transparency, and then I need to keep an eye on this so it doesn't really bloom and blossom, which it won't do if, if the surface is even. If one area is drying faster than another, we'll get those little blooms and blossoms. So I'll scoot that over to the side. Let's see what we have here. What can I work with? So what I'm thinking about is, like, what do I don't mind disturbing? Okay, so layering the color. I have some water drops here. This is a little weak, so let's say that's just one application there.
I'm going to go ahead and do the same thing. Now, if I want a very intense edge of color, I can go wet on dry, but you've got to work quickly. Otherwise, you're going to end up with a line. If I put more water in here, it's going to dilute the color. And then I may not get the color intensity that I want. So let's say I really would like it to be darker here and then expand it out. I'm going to turn it so I can access the area a little easier. And I'm looking at the colors that I'm using in here. I want to stay within that range. My palette's at a slight, slight, slight tilt. So it's accumulating down here. And I didn't really clean it out. So I have some blue in there. There's kind of mud. Let's just call it mud. And so that's not going to be perfect. But I'm not going to worry about that too much. I have a little color there. I'll incorporate that in. I'm going to try to stay more with the purest color. I'm looking for the amount of water that I have in this area. That's too wet. That's not moving as much. So that's going to work better for me for a color intensity. If I use a number eight brush, I'm not going to apply enough color. If I use a 20, I'll be able to apply more color. If I use a 30 natural hairbrush, it's going to apply too much water, which I don't want. I want to control my water and color. So I'm going to go ahead, let's get a bit more color in there. I'm going to go wet on dry. Let's go along the edge. I'm taking advantage of my tip. Now thinking of that persimmon, this would be very similar in a sense to that because we're trying to get some richer color. And I think I'm going to expand that a little bit. Bring it down here, take advantage of my tip. And I see I've got some nice highlights in there and I don't want to lose those. So I could use my hockey brush or I could use my 30. Let's use the 30. Okay, so if I work too slowly, that's all going to settle in the paper. So I'm going to go along the edge. It's a pretty wet brush. Like that. Bring that color down. If I want to have more control over that, I put a lot of water in there. I'm going to go from here, remove some of that excess, press a little harder. So that way I'm not releasing more water. Pull that water out like that. And then take advantage of whatever water is on the surface just by tilting it, even if it doesn't look like there's a lot. If you can notice, there's maybe you can notice there's a little water accumulating right there. I can take advantage and push it back. So hopefully that's giving you a better idea of how you can start to build color. Now what I need to do is I would go around to all those other areas and that would just take time. So I'll babysit that and put that over to the side. Okay, actually let's... Let's look at this for a second because that's crawling out. I know a lot of you will have issues like that. So if that's the case and I want to soften that edge, I'm going to take my number 30, get it wet, remove the extra water so it's damp but not really wet so it doesn't release water. Then I'm going to go ahead, go along that edge, press a little harder. Let's do this and pull that out. Now, the good thing about this is I can take advantage of that underlying color for the next petal. And if you really don't want it, you could always try to lift it out. 
Let's, so trying to do a little problem solving that I know that you might have. I'll pull that out too. And of course, when you're doing this, you're gonna be more careful than I am. Okay, and scoop it over. Looking out if there's anything else I think that would help you right now. So I think you can see that that's a darker value. We're going to layer. You would continue going darker, and these lighter areas would pull forward. Well, I hope that helps. So have fun and happy painting.